0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss what is up waffle gang i do hope you are well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more r slash am i the butthole if you do love a reddit story don't forget to hit that subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's jump straight in to today's stories much love guys Now, our first story comes from Ordinary Storage 476, titled, Am I the Asshole for telling my former stepmother that she only has herself to blame for me being my dad's favourite. Throwaway account. I-21 female am technically an affair baby. More like a conceived through revenge baby. My dad, 56 male, married his high school sweetheart, my ex stepmom 56 female, because she was pregnant with a child that he thought was his but was actually his former best friend's child. The second child was fathered by someone else. He raised my step-siblings, Amy, 36 female, and Ken, 33 male, thinking that they were his for years until Ken got into an accident, exposing that it was impossible for Ken to have the blood type he did and be my dad's biological child. My dad was furious because he turned down a full ride to college to work two jobs because he felt like he needed to support his family. My stepmom begged for forgiveness and told him to think about how devastating the divorce would be to my step-siblings. For three weeks, my dad had disappeared without a trace and no one could get hold of him. The last thing he said to anyone was in a drunken voicemail that made people fear the worst. My dad was found but in such a bad state that he had to be checked in, but refused contact with my stepmom and step siblings while there. After a lot of pressure and begging, my dad agreed not to divorce my stepmom, but felt like he was owed something and decided that two could play at this game. That’s how I got here. After a DNA test, my dad was thrilled that I was around, and he made sure that I knew I was loved and a priority to him. So much that he kind of neglected the first two children he raised. I didn't understand it at the time, but Amy and Ken resented me a lot because I was his real child, not my words, and I always came before them. My dad would always excuse it with the fact that I was so young, but he would outright ignore them a lot. My stepmom didn't really like me either, so my dad finally followed through with a divorce. He ended up getting the house, and when he died, he left it to me along with some family jewelry the bulk of his savings, investments, and making me the sole beneficiary of his life insurance. He left Ken and Amy each 20K. Amy and Ken were hurt, but I wasn't gonna let them take their anger out on me again and be pressured to share. They threatened to sue, but my dad's lawyer, my ex-stepmom called me upset and demanded that I share everything equally, saying that a father shouldn't play favorite. Fed up with her BS, I told her that, lady, if you want to be mad that my dad had a favorite, then you need to blame yourself for sleeping around. It felt good, but my aunt feels like I was too harsh. Am I the asshole? ETA saw this in a comment, so I wanted to be clear. One, Amy's dad, who was my dad's best friend growing up, is dead. He died when Amy was a toddler and was even my dad's best man. Two, Ken was the result of a one-night stand with a stranger so he's going to have to submit his DNA into 23andMe or something to find out his paternal side. Three, my mum is still very much alive and my dad left us something too. Four, I recognize that Amy and Ken were in a shitty situation. I don't really empathize because of how they treated me growing, so I don't even care to have a relationship with them. My aunt, dad's sister, is the only reason why I would still see them because she still wants a relationship with them holy moly and as i was reading it i was just thinking all the way through how much more drama can this one family be facing wow but black star blue says not the arsehole your stepmother reaps what she sows. i do feel empathy for amy and ken but fortunately your dad didn't cut them off completely so they shouldn't expect anything more from your dad's estate i say go no contact with all three of them and go live your best life op as your dad would have wanted Saluki Queen says oh man all of that was toxic as hell from the beginning to the end. I feel really bad for Amy and Ken who did nothing to warrant their father figures neglect. You don't seem to have a lot of empathy for them either and I really hope you reflect and try to see their perspective. You are not obligated to split things equally your dad left it to you. I do hope you take this opportunity to remove yourself from a toxic situation reflect on it and move on. Nothing about what happened was okay. Try not to let your father's battle become your own. Honestly, he's arguably worse than your stepmom because his choices hurt two innocent children. She's no saint, but he should have just left right from the start. You, Ken and Amy are not the asshole. Miss MurderPant says this was your dad's decision. I'd block her and her kids, none of whom you're actually related to. And if they continue to harass you, I'd send a cease and desist to them. Not the arsehole, I wouldn't feel guilty and to be honest, I'd remind your aunt the minuscule amount of pain you caused that woman is entirely negated by how her and her children treated you and your father. And VR Craft author says, not the arsehole, both your dad and stepmother are horrible people. I understand that your dad's anger at stepmom, but it would have been so much better for everyone involved if he divorced her. Instead, he took his anger out on two kids who had no control over their mother's choices. And this sucked for you too, growing up with half-siblings who hated you for being the favorite. A divorce would have been so much less damaging to all of you, and he could still have had you with your mother and been a dad to you, without the baggage of his marriage. You're not the arsehole for telling off your stepmother, but she isn't solely at fault. Your dad also shares responsibility. And we have one more from far information five six zero nine who says, "Not the asshole. Step relationships are usually put up with to keep a parent happy more than any actual affection. A death tends to release you from the obligatory play nice with people you wouldn't choose to be friends or family with. If Amy and Kim are butthurt hurt about 20k from someone who sheltered and fed them and put up with an adulterous woman passing off two kids as hers for years, then feel free to block them." It sucks for them because they didn't do anything wrong except being born into a bad situation. It could have got much worse for them though. I'm sorry about the loss of your father and your extended family, even though it may not be much of a loss. Now, what is your thoughts on this story? What do you think OP should do in this situation? Do you think both the stepmom and father are at fault or just one of them? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from AccomplishedLime580 titled, Am I the arsehole for kicking a student out of a class because he kept interrupting a female classmate? I'm a teacher. The restrictions in my city have not been removed. So classes are still online. I have a student named Rosa, 21 female, who is very smart. She participates a lot in class and sometimes for a long period of time. She can be quite annoying, but I like her. She is a nice girl and I always appreciate a student who is interested in my class. However, she is not well liked by her classmates, presumably because she can be a bit of a know-it-all. I also have a student named Carlos, 21 male. He is the jokester of the class and very liked by everyone. I like both Rosa and Carlos and I do not treat them any different. A few days ago in our class, Rosa was having one of her monologues. This one was interesting and actually contributed a lot to the topic of the class, so I didn't interrupt. However, Carlos started to interrupt her as a joke. I didn't find it funny, so I told him not to do it again and asked Rosa to continue. Carlos kept interrupting her, and I could see that Rosa was beginning to get upset and embarrassed. So I text him via a Zoom chat, interrupt Rosa one more time and I'll kick you out of the class. Well, Carlos ignored me, so I opened up my microphone and said, Goodbye, Carlos. I hope this teaches you that we do not interrupt people in this class, much less make fun of others. And I kicked him out of class. The whole group is mad at me. They cannot take this issue to administration because the teacher has the power to kick a student out of class. So they decided to organize a protest for justice for Carlos. And now they refuse to enter the class until I apologize to Carlos for humiliating him in class. I can see why maybe I am wrong. Calling him publicly wasn't the best approach, but I don't think I was much of an asshole. And we're gonna start with a get good dandy who says not the asshole. We call this chat shit get banged. He called your bluff, then you let him have it. You have timestamped and documented evidence of him, fair warning. If he wants to ruin his education, that's on him. Well done for standing up for Rosa. Franny Fran Fran says, not the arse. I'll hold class anyway. I bet a couple will still come for the class and then have a quiz on that material. Be firm on this and don't let them get in your head. You know you were in the right. I can't stand people that have no respect like that and you gave him fair warning. You're a teacher, they can either respect you and respect the classroom or they can leave you do not have to tolerate anything you don't want to within reason of course i'm mostly referring to blatant disrespect uh uh, honeyville says not the arsehole we all know a rosa roses are annoying as all get out but we all should have learned back in high school that it just means that person is interested in learning and that's not a bad thing carlos humiliated rosa he doesn't get an apology for facing the consequences of that Mad says, not the arsehole, you gave him a fair warning and it's fair to say that if it were any other student, they wouldn't have gotten the same response. He should have waited his turn to speak and saved himself the embarrassment. Purple Prob says, not the arsehole, don't let the students bully you into apologizing for a totally justified boundary. Hold your ground, start making them absent from class or whatever it is you're allowed to do to that effect and tell them that you will still be expecting them to keep up on material whether they show or not. Maintain the boundary or they will know they can just gang up on you and get what they want. Nikki name says, everyone sucks here. Carlos for interrupting, obviously. Rosa for constantly monologuing. You for not stopping her from constantly monologuing. I've been in classes with people like Rosa and I promise most students mentally checked out after a minute or two once she started speaking. Of course, she should be allowed to answer questions and voice opinions, but you need to implement some kind of limit on how long one student can talk at a time also letting her talk so much makes it harder for other students to speak up at least it made it harder for me to speak up because she one takes up a lot of the topics that can be discussed so people don't want to be redundant and two the students are ready to move on to a new topic once someone has been talking about it for a long time so being the one to follow her up will get even more hate than her like i said i highly suggest coming up with a time limit for how long students can talk Once the limit is reached, ask them to take a break and ask if anyone else would like to comment slash ask a question or voice an opinion. If no one speaks up, either let the original student keep speaking or move on to a new topic. Now, MZ says everyone sucks here quite literally. Carlos deserved what he got. He needs to be respectful. You warned him and punished him within your authority. The other students are assholes for protesting. Rosa sucks because nobody likes a windbag student trying to be a backseat teacher. You suck for letting her do this over and over. One time thing, if it's relevant, whatever, but nobody likes a know-it-all student who won't shut up. They're time wasters. If I'm paying for a class, I'm paying to learn from the instructor. And it was sort of one of the lines that jumped out to me on this one where it said a few days ago in our class Rosa was having one of her monologues like there could be many this one was interesting and actually contributed like he's suggesting maybe the others that she has or the others that she does contribute in the past are not very interesting and don't contribute more and it just brings me back to why isn't the teacher sort of stamping down on that rather than letting it continue that's the kind of way it felt to me anyway. But what are your thoughts on this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and we'll move on to the next. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... And our next story comes from throwaway account title. Am I the asshole for telling my in-laws exactly where my husband was when I was in labor? I gave birth to my son 10 weeks ago. I went through an exhausting period while I was nearing my due date. I was experiencing discomfort and wanted my husband by my side when I go into labor, but he'd go out every night to hang out at his friend's place and watch football games. I suggested that he play slash watch games at home just in case, but he was having none of it and he said he had to attend the game nights at his brother's and friend's place along with his buddies. He said they had certain, how can I describe it, rituals when watching a game, and he can't enjoy doing it at home or anywhere else. The night of our son's birth, my water broke while my husband was at his buddy's place, watching a game. I called him and told him to get home and take me to the hospital. He said he was coming, but didn't. I ended up calling my sister, she lives nearby, and she took me to the hospital my husband showed up two hours later after he kept calling asking if i was still in labor and that he was almost done watching the game what the he was able to make it on time for our son's birth but i was furious with him mad and disappointed he apologized profoundly and has been working on regaining my trust and respect for him after what he's done he's otherwise very supportive and involved in our son's care Last night, I was at my in-laws house for dinner and we were talking about my son's birth date. My husband suddenly started recalling what happened that night and basically started lying about driving me to the hospital, waiting and feeling stressed out and standing on his feet for so long without food or even water. I was confused. I said, no, none of this was true. None of this happened in fact. He was watching again when I went into labor and I wanted him to drive me to the hospital but didn't show up till two hours later. My mother-in-law, who takes no shit from anybody and whom everyone fears lost it on him, yelling, asking him if that was true and he kept quiet. She started berating him left and right, telling him to sit down and shut up when he stood up to argue and then told him to stand up when he was sitting arguing. Everyone was laughing at how she basically treated him as if he was a boy in trouble. She kept saying, shame, shame, shame on you. This is not how I raised my children to treat their wives. Jordan, you're a disgrace and I'm disappointed because of what I've heard about you. He literally swallowed every bit of his mother's berating and didn't say anything till we got home. Where he went nuts saying I made him look neglectful, a bad husband and a father by telling my family about where he was and said I shouldn't have said anything but I argued it wasn't okay for him to lie and play hero in front of his parents he said i just caused a rift between him and family and asked if i was happy now am i the asshole? should i have not said anything edit to say he's done similar things in the past since he's a major enthusiast of football and hockey but i didn't expect it to get to that also this is not our first baby together we have a four-year-old son i like the line where it said you made me look like a bad husband and father and it's like well you kind of are <laughs> what your wife phoned you to tell you that you're in labour, and then you just think, just finish the game first. Let me just watch a couple more hours of the game. There is no way he's going to be the asshole in this situation. But I like that your mother-in-law stood up for you like that. I'd go back to her again and say, look, now he's berating me at home about this. Absolutely, I believed he be- he should have been called out on this. But Are You Falcon Kidden says not the asshole. Your husband thought a football game was more important than you being in labour. He looked like a neglectful husband and father because he was being neglectful. If he wants people to think better of him, then he should change his behavior. Yelling at you shows he's not sorry and would rather blame you than accept the consequences of his actions. Opie replies saying, Yes, saying I caused a rift really struck a nerve in me since I love my in-laws and treat them as my own family. My mother-in-law is a stand-up woman with a big heart. She treats me as a daughter to her. And so I thought keeping her in the dark about what's truly happened was not wise, especially since she always tells me to come to her for help and advice absolutely and you shouldn't cover that bad behavior either get good dandy says not the asshole that's a weird way to spell ex-husband op and quotes we got home where he went nuts and I made him look like a neglectful a bad husband and father and telling the family about where he was and then says the truth hurts Sippy Cup says, wow, just wow. Husband is absolutely 100% an asshole. For one, not driving his wife to the hospital when she went into labor. Two, waiting until the game was over to get to the hospital. Three, lying about it to his family. This would honestly make me question divorce. This is bad. At the very least, marriage counseling would be a must. Cato Dato says not the arsehole, lying about what he did in public undoes all of the apologizing he did in private. He is not taking full responsibility for his actions. And Randomala says, not the arsehole. I think I love your mother-in-law. <laughs> Nissanity says, not the arsehole. F that shit. He was not there for you when you needed him and then lies about it. Does he think you're stupid? What a moron. Bless his heart. Lol. Now, what do you guys make of this one? <laughs> it can only be a not the arsehole, but what would you do in that situation if you was OP? I've heard of people mentioning divorce for a lot less in these stories, but what do you guys think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Afro titled, Am I the arsehole for telling a hiring manager that his bald head is unprofessional? <laughs> I'm a self-employed CPA who does pretty good for myself doing taxes for expats. A buddy of mine tells me his company needs to contract out a CPA for part-time work and a good compensation level. I apply simply because you can never have enough money. Immediate callback within eight hours of applying. I guess they aren't getting very many applications to work in a PO dunk rural town after IDA. I schedule a Zoom interview because I'm definitely not driving 68 minutes into the woods to get turned down. The hiring manager gets on the Zoom call and almost immediately tells me that they wouldn't be able to hire me unless my dreadlocks were cut because they don't embody the professionalism that the company prides itself in. Obviously, I'm not going to cut my extremely neat dreadlocks that I've been growing for 12 years now. Interview is basically over at this point and I try to politely end the interview explaining to him that this isn't an option for me and and that I hope they are successful in finding a candidate that can meet their needs. Here comes the stupid comment well you're pretty young i'm in my late 20s and have been a cpa for six years now a word of advice no one is going to hire you in this area with hair like that i honestly agree with him it was indeed exceptionally hard slash impossible for me to get a job with dreadlocks in louisiana and that's why i started doing taxes for expats that i met while living abroad Though I did not like his tone in commenting about my hair, so I politely asked him what makes my hair less professional than his shiny bald head. <laughs> he immediately ended the call, and I haven't talked to the buddy since then. And this reminds me of a, a, a news thing I saw—it was probably about a year ago now—where someone was in pretty much the same sort of situation, and they was turned down from a job because of their afro-style hair. And it got onto the news and was all sorts, and I can't, was it a law or something put in place to protect people, to protect people and hairstyles and that they can't be discriminated against in certain ways. I can't remember exactly what it's called, so don't quote me on it, but absolutely not the arsehole. But Lieutenant Short says, not the arsehole. As of May, 2021, in Louisiana, it's illegal to discriminate someone based on their hairstyle or texture. So if that happened after this date, they can be liable for a lawsuit something clever says not the arsehole you were actually making a valid point what exactly makes one hairstyle considered professional culture he couldn't handle getting called out punk rock cockblock says with a manager with such a shitty attitude not hiring you is their loss <laughs> not not yours not the arsehole emily says not the arsehole i live in louisiana and i'm glad you stuck up for yourself if you don't try to make a change now when will it happen there's nothing unprofessional about locks Purple Marmite says not the arsehole, he got personal first and you just made him feel how he tried to make you feel. Doesn't the silly man not know that for some people dreadlocks are part of their religion? I don't know about US law, don't live there, but wouldn't that be discriminatory within US employment law? Even if you're not a Rastafari, how pathetic. And one more comment from Rogue who says not the arsehole, his opinion is deeply rooted in racism now what do you guys make of this one what do you guys make of today's collection of stories as always i would love to hear them if you have a moment of your time to share them never any pressure though either a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved today and you know just getting involved with the stories and the channel itself it means the absolute world and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love Y'all keep looking for that No I think I like it how it is. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinns is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.